Welcome to the Tea Podcast, the podcast that always takes it there. Your host for the Tea Podcast is T from the infamous tblog.com. Some people say T has a way with words. Some call him the Tom Brady of blogging, the Jay-Z of screenwriting, the Conor McGregor of podcasting. He is the man who is always, always, always on his grown man shit. Thank you for tuning in. Now here is your host, T. Welcome everyone to the T Podcast for Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020. Welcome to the T Podcast number 161. Uh, I usually don't do podcasts on Wednesdays. Uh, I've been doing them on Tuesdays and Thursdays for a while and then I planned on uh, just doing them one day a week on Thursdays during this quarantine until we get back to some sort of normal to give you guys more content to talk about. I come here, I do a solo podcast once a week. Sometimes Bilo jumps on, sometimes I get Melty, my fiance, to jump on too. Today, I had to get on here. Um, I was actually going to record on Monday and get that up there for my reaction of everything that happened on over the weekend. Last week, I dropped the podcast with Bilo. Bilo and I came in from our point of view. We're trying to entertain. We're trying to make sure uh, we cover all different perspectives of two guys just shooting the shit. And at the time, we were talking about everything that happened with George Floyd getting murdered and the perspective of the video and what was happening uh, and what would possibly happen next. Then the protest happened and then the looting and rioting happened um, and then more folks, celebrity news uh, leaders, if you want to call them that, either had something to say, didn't have something to say, or were saying things that pissed off people even more. And then other cities were getting the protest, the looting and rioting. And then it came to my doorstep, almost literally to my doorstep where I live in Boston. Now, you guys know me. You know me from T-Blog. You know me from the podcast. You know the way I live my life. I tend to uh, try to keep things light, try to keep things funny, try to be a wise ass. I try to entertain as best as I can. I'm a storyteller. I try to tell a story, whether I write it on the t-blog way back in the day whether it's on one of my scripts or whether i'm telling uh, a friend a story or a joke or a long text or something i share or when i come here and you guys listen to me talk whether it's on my own like i said or talking to Bilo or talking to melty um i try to paint the picture and i try to entertain and then sometimes uh, I, I get really personal and talk about my life and what I'm thinking. So today's podcast, after I actually collected my thoughts, looked at my feelings to see why I was feeling the way I was feeling and what was really going on, to come here and take an attempt, my attempt, on the current state of the world. I've been doing that my entire life. I've been doing it with T-Blog. I've been doing it with the T-Podcast. And I've been coming here even during the quarantine uh, during the pandemic, trying to tell you guys what's been going on in my life on a small scale to every day, what it's like to be me during the quarantine to a larger scale, what we're all going through, trying to find something relatable to keep you guys still coming here to keep you guys being entertained. So this for me is something where I knew that it wasn't enough from Bilo and I talking about it last Thursday. So I didn't expect I should have expected, but to an extent, I didn't expect. I expected the protest and the looting and rioting to happen. Now, call me naive. 
I didn't expect that to happen in Boston. I don't know why. I, I don't want to sit here and say, you know, with the segregation of the 70s and 80s, and a lot of people want to stereotype Boston as a racist city. I've always fought that. And I still fight that. And then when these protests happened on Sunday night, and then what happened next, um, like I said, I had to come in and give my perspective. I think some people are expecting the guy from Boston with this Boston accent to have a say. And I do have a say. I just, I'm just glad I didn't come on here yesterday to record my initial reaction. So I'm recording this two days after that. I'm recording this on what people are calling with the hashtag Blackout Tuesday where everyone is not going to their social media, what they are doing, what most people are doing, and I'll get into the reasons of why people refuse to do this, are posting a, a black picture, a blacked out picture, a black square on Instagram in support of everything that's happening. So I want to speak from my point of view, as I always do, and by hook or by crook, by everything that I say and do, I live and die by my actions, I live and die by my word, I'm a man of my word. Um, we all, unless there's something really, really fucking wrong with you, we all know that George Floyd died because he was black. We all know that a racist white cop murdered him. We've seen this far too many times. We've seen this, you know, it's 2020. During my almost 43 years on the planet, I've seen this several times. Uh, I think now there is a larger spotlight, a, a lens on it now due to social media, uh, the way news coverage covers things. Uh, I think people have stronger opinions. Uh, I think some people like to just share things on social media without doing due diligence, without fact-checking. We all have a platform. We all have a soapbox. Things move easily at our fingertips. Uh, sometimes people sh get it right. Sometimes people share the wrong things. Sometimes people give you commentary on top of what they're seeing and what they're feeling. No different than what I'm doing here with this podcast. I've seen a lot of stuff over the last week or so. I've seen a lot of things on the news. I've seen a lot of things on social media. I've seen a lot of things on what I follow on my personal accounts. I've seen a lot of things what I follow on the T-Blog accounts. I've seen a lot of things what I follow on the T-Podcast accounts. I constantly have access to a lot of information. That's just how I am. My day job, my career allows me to have access to a lot of information. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I like being in tune with what's going, going on. Pop culture, news, relevant events. Um, but I've never really taken a position on a platform of where I commented on an issue such as this. Uh, you know my upbringing, if you don't know my story. I, I came here thinking at first, one of my initial reactions was, <clears throat> one of my topics I was going to get into is the whole definition of white privilege. I was going to go on a tangent of how me being white, I never felt privileged. My background growing up in East Boston is I never had anything. It's a tough neighborhood. We were poor, we were broke, we never owned a home. We lived in a, an apartment on the third floor. My father was in prison. My father was a degenerate gambler. He was a drug dealer. Uh, my mother worked three jobs. My mother was always unhealthy. My mother passed away a couple of years ago. I had to work for everything I ever had. I, I worked for every grade. I put myself through college. Every shitbox car. I, I never, never had to sit there and think about 
any type of privilege because of the color of my skin. The color of my skin, to me, made me feel like I was living a tough life or even a tougher life than some of the kids that came in from different neighborhoods and cities to my high schools, to my elementary schools, to my middle schools. My neighborhood was full, predominantly white for sure, a lot of Italians, a lot of Irish. There were a lot of Asian, a lot of black, a lot of Spanish as well that I grew up with. My friends didn't really see color. We all busted each other's balls equally. And then when the people came in from, the kids came in from the tougher neighborhoods, because as easy as bad as it was, we had a stereotype in our heads um, from the parents and generations before us that kids from Dorchester, Roxbury, um, Jamaica Plain were coming in and they were worse than what we were. Worse not because of the color of the skin, even though a lot of them were definitely not white. Worse because they had a tougher life than us. That was my interpretation. Never looked at it from the color of their skin. They came from a tough neighborhood. I came from a tough neighborhood. Other people came from a tougher neighborhood. I never heard the word privilege. To me, there was never anything privilege about my life. I got in trouble, cops pulling me over and things with the law with my friends. We've been in trouble, stuff that I, I will never share on here. Stuff that, you know, when the feds and the cops came in and took my father away. There's a lot of stuff and I have a lot of history. And my upbringing and putting me through college gave me a different perspective that a lot of other people don't have. Jump ahead to my being a grown man now and seeing a lot of people throwing around that word white privilege. I'm not going to sit here and say that today. I, white privilege to me is like I've never been pulled over for being white i've never had a a cop you know do something to me because i was white that to an extent is white privilege because somebody who is a different skin color does get pulled over because of that skin tone does get in trouble or supposedly in trouble for doing nothing so i kind of pause and look back at how maybe to an extent I do have white privilege. Not to the typical definition of these white privileged kids that are now looting and rioting, and I'll get into that in a second. So I didn't want to come here and hit on that topic. I wanted to redefine that and give you my point of view, my perspective of how I define white privilege. And again, you this is a podcast, right? I'm a grown man, I have opinions. I could say what I want, I could be very honest here, and I am. You may disagree. Feel free to disagree. This is what makes this country great, even though it doesn't feel great right now. But there is that ability and right and freedom to feel what you want and say what you want. As long as you don't impose your will on someone, as long as you don't physically tell someone they have to be a certain way because you believe that way yourself, you're entitled to that freedom to express yourself. Another point I was going to come on here on yesterday is... When this this protesting, I've never, I never protested in my life. Now, uh, and, and growing up in Eastie, uh, a lot of people were poor. We never marched. We never rioted. We never we never looted. We never protested. In college, during the late nineties, early two thousands, when I graduated, things were still pretty. Again, from a kid, a white kid from Eastie in college who was surprised to ever make it to college, things weren't bad from my lens as an 18 to 22-year-old. I didn't have any reason to protest. I've seen some protests from different groups and different clubs, minorities that had intramural sports or different activities that we had twice a week at Northeastern University where sometimes they would take that and get a message across. 
I would hear what they had to say. I would listen to some of the speeches. I would go to some of the assemblies. Um, never did I get up and say, I need to be a part of this. Now, for me, in my life, if somebody was going to, I don't know, maybe say all Italians are pieces of shit and start attacking Italians, would I stand up for that? Would I have a problem if somebody started saying everybody from Boston, from East Boston, was a degenerate piece of shit and decided to hurt and attack people from that neighborhood? Would I get up and say, you know, if there was a bill to be passed that was the, again, hypothetically, was the cure to cancer and the president or whoever didn't want to sign and pass that, would I protest that? Those were matters that impact my small world, my everyday life. Up until this instance, until seeing this, again, I'm trying not to look at this from a lens of white and black, rich and poor. I looked at this as it came to Boston and people were protesting. You have every right to protest. Again, protest. Get your point across as long as you don't physically impose yourself on someone or hurt someone. Uh, do what you need to do. I've seen protesting in the street for random things before where people would just basically lock down a road and you want to get around and jokingly I'd say I'm going to run these motherfuckers over. It didn't matter who the fuck it was when we were having these sit-ins. And it was just something that you looked at and I never took protesting seriously, being very honest there. And I did believe and support people to go protest whatever the hell they wanted to protest. In a way, before weed became legal, I remember in the Boston Common, it would be, you know, 420, April 20th, and people go out there and smoke. I wasn't a big weed head. You know, and just, if you want, that wasn't really a protest, but let the potheads go fucking smoke for the day. I've always let people do their own thing. I never really gave a flying fuck what people had to say or do because I was over here saying and doing my own thing. If I wasn't forcing you to believe in the things that... I believe in, and you were over there not forcing me to believe in the things that you believe in, then I just thought that's how everything should work. These protests that came to Boston where people were saying what they had to say led to riots and looting afterwards. A lot of people think that the protesters who peacefully should have went home, they were doing it. People going back and forth on social media, the cops started first. Were people planting this? White supremacists, were they coming in from other towns and other states and other cities? Did the president cause this? Look, from what I saw on TV and from what I saw on social media, I saw a lot of fucking people, regardless of their skin color, protesting peacefully in Boston. Then I saw a lot of fucking people, regardless of their skin color, throwing bottles at cops, lighting fires, and then I watched them go through the city that I love, that I've known my entire life, and smash windows and vandalize and spray paint, fuck the police, BLM, Black Lives Matter. I saw them go in and these protesters were no longer protesters. They became looters. They became rioters. There is a distinct difference between peace and violence. There's a distinct difference between protest and rioting. And I think people are being opportunistic of using that as a way, an opportunity to go in and make this protest something that they can benefit for themselves. At that point, it stops being about George Floyd. It starts being about 
a person who, as bad as the fucking cops can be, as bad as that murderer cop is, there's a different skill, right? Different range. It also makes you a piece of shit to go loot and riot in stores. And I don't think it's the same people that were peacefully protesting. I'll be honest with you. To go in there and hit stores that were already closed or struggling and about to reopen due to COVID, we don't know if they're ever going to recover. Uh, people want to say insurance. I get that. Some of these places don't have that type of coverage, don't have full-blown insurance. Some people are minority-owned. Some stores are minority-owned. And they pay rent, and they're just trying to make a living. You want to get your message across. Now, I'm talking about just to anyone. You want to go protest. You want to send a tweet. You want to go to Facebook. You want to put a black box on your Instagram. I'm seeing all that, too. And I'm seeing these black boxes today on Blackout Tuesday. And people are getting mad about that. Like, don't use the Black Lives Matter hashtag because it's taken away from things that are tagged and sending that message. I get that. I totally get that. I put the Blackout Tuesday because that's what people were doing. I'm not trying to take away from any type of information sharing that the Black Lives Matter hashtag has. Um, but you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You are protesting. You should be doing more. You're a piece of shit. You are protesting. You're a piece of shit. You support Trump. You're a piece of shit. You don't support Trump. You're a piece of shit. You're wearing your mask. You're a piece of shit. You're not wearing your mask. You're a piece of shit. We, I don't know as a people for the first time in my life, seeing what I've been seeing as a national pandemic is going on and then racism comes in and makes things even worse. And then the people that want to fix this make things even worse. And your president of the United States hides in a bunker when this was brought to his doorstep. And he's tweeting that governor is a weak. He's calling these protesters uh, terrorists. We are so divided as a country, as a people right now. It's fucking awful. And I can't sit here and give you the comedy. I can't sit here and say, well, this is how I feel. These are things. Do I want peace? Of course. Do I want racism to go away? Of course. Do I want the pandemic to go away? Of course. I think a lot of other people do too. I just think the problem is a lot of people only look at things through their lens. No different than me always talking about how my lens was my upbringing and I had white privilege defined a different way. I think we do have to pause and look at it from other people's point of views. I think we do have to say to ourselves, well, why does that person feel that way? Um, some people get more worked up over the looting and rioting and the protesting, the peaceful protests and the actual murder of a man. I don't know, innocent or not, he didn't deserve to die. He died because of the color of his fucking skin. How do we fix this? I don't know. But I want to see more of what people are sharing. Not that fake bullshit of a, I saw cops taking bricks out of their truck to plant it. I saw that video and the, the story was they were taking bricks off the street and removing them. Like, everybody's putting a spin on everything. People were showing a, a Boston police cruiser that was lit on fire. They were showing cops vandalizing it before. Go look, the cops smashing their own windshield in. Yeah, because they had to drive it and get it the fuck out of there. They weren't vandalizing the car and trying to blame it on riders. Like, now all these theories are starting to happen and people are spinning things. I'm watching family and friends put bullshit spins on their take on things. We're just doing more dividing. What I want to see more of are those people, those cops that take a knee. And even some people say, oh, that's not even enough. Let me know when those same cops 
troll or report their other cops under the bus that are clearly racist. Okay, yes, they should be doing that, but taking a knee is a start. Sharing a blacked out picture is a start for some people. Some people aren't going to go all the way in and be next to you at a protest. Messages are being heard. Awareness is being raised. You can't go ahead and tell someone they need to be doing more when what you're doing is something that somebody may say you're doing it wrong and then take offense to that. Don't We need to start having some conversations. Just like there should be tests and, and background checks for people getting guns, there should be background checks on cops. That cop that murdered him basically had a hit list of so many complaints uh, against him. Why was he still in the police force? Why are we not looking at cops and all the complaints filed against them? Cops aren't doing their due diligence. A lot of cops aren't. I want to see more of the cops like that sheriff in Flint, Michigan, that took off his vest and sat down when they were chanting, walk with us, walk with us. He walked with them. Talk. Do that on the front lines. Police, talk to the protesters. Have a conversation. Why do you feel the way we do? And as a protester say, what are you doing to make sure your racist white fucking cops are no longer on the fucking force? And you missed a great opportunity as a president of the United States where you're hiding in a bunker. I know it's protocol. I know that he has to be safe and they had to put him in a bunker. But if he was a man of true leader, and again, he's not leading us during this pandemic. He's not leading us during these protests or these fucking riots and looting. He's in a basement tweeting. He should have came out when it was brought to his doorstep at the White House. And behind the police, behind the National Guard, behind the Secret Service, he should have just grabbed the microphone and said to that crowd, I hear you. We have to make things better. Instead, he called them fucking terrorists. Instead, he fucking hit. You ever hear of like it starts at the top? I know racism and these problems were around before Trump took office. I know that he is facing a lot right now. But a true leader steps up when the chips are down. It's never the good things when things are going good that make you a good man, that make you who you are. It's when things are going bad that test you. This guy, this president is being tested and he's failing these fucking tests. So there isn't going to be an end to this. Like as a, as, as a person, as someone who's been around now for almost 43 years, we're Raising more awareness, but what happens after you stop sharing this stuff on social media? What happens after the protests stop? What happens to after the looting and rioting? Didn't the LA riots? Do you remember that? The LA riots was fucking almost 30 years ago at this point. And we're rioting now, almost 30 years later. What has changed? We're sharing a lot more information on social media. But what has changed? The fact that racism is still around all these fucking years, it means that not just Trump failed us, but every president before him failed us. It, it's we really have to pause and see who we're electing. We really have to pause as a people and say, why are you so worked up? Why are you protesting? Should I join along feeling the same way that you feel? Should I join next to you in that protest? I'm not saying I'll be protesting anytime soon. I'm not saying I'll be protesting during a fucking pandemic. But it's making me look at it. And I'm one guy. I'm one person. Who has a point of view. Who has a platform. Who has this podcast. Who has social media. And I'm, I'm here saying that I don't know if things are going to get better. I want things to get better. 
I just think we're really fucking up. I think it's a shame. And I'm hoping somehow, some way, everything that's going on in the world, I wanted us to come out of the pandemic as a better people, as one people. Not looking at color, not looking at sexual preference, not looking at race, not looking at religion, not looking at whatever state or country you're from. That affected us all. And now this is affecting us all. Are we going to go the other way? Will we become worse? Right now, it looks like we're becoming more divided. Where people are very vocal. People are showing how racist they can be. People are showing even when you do something small, like sharing a video or putting a black box up or taking a knee as a cop, it's still not enough. Allow people to do more, but first allow them to take that first fucking step. Allow people to pause and see things from not their eyes. That is tough for a lot of people to do. I raised myself for the most part. My mother did a great job, but I am very stuck in my ways where people can never tell me anything. People could, because I had to defend for myself. I had to feed myself. I had to raise myself. I had to educate myself. So I am one of those people, and I'm getting better with age, who has a difficult time looking at it from somebody else's point of view. I want to be more compassionate. I try every day. I do. I want to be more like the way my mother was. I want to be more like the way my fiance is. I want to be more the way of uh, my nieces and nephews. How they don't, as kids, they don't see that. They see the world as a better place. I want to have more compassion. I want to have more empathy for people. And this right here is really hitting hard for me that I am definitely more open-minded because I pause and I come in angry like, what the fuck are you doing to my city? I came on here calm saying things have to get better. We have to get better. Our leaders have to get better. We have to start. To be better, we have to do better. I put that on one of my posts. Um, I'm not doing a poll today. I'm not telling you to come to the, to, to the website. I'm not doing a poll on my social media. I'm not telling you to come to iTunes and rate and review. I just want you to listen. I want you to listen and then go listen to somebody else and then go read something else and formulate your own opinion Find a way for you to do better so all of us can be better. That's it. That's all this podcast is about today because I am really worried, really scared for the way we are right now. And we just have to be better. Until next time, always take it there. Listen to T in the T podcast on iTunes and tblog.com. Also follow T along on Twitter and Instagram on the T blog account. All one word, T-B-L-A-W-G, on the T-Blog Facebook page. And again, on Instagram, this time on the T-Podcast account, the underscore T underscore podcast. You can send comments and questions along to T at T at T-Blog.com. That's T at T-B-L-A-W-G.com. The show has now ended. T has taken it there.